bonus episode, Here Comes Baby. I'm Stephanie Howe, co-host of Get Inspired and Innovate, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Elite Educators, it's Gretchen of Always a Lesson, host here of the Empowering Educators podcast. I am interrupting our summer interview series with this interesting bonus episode that is very personal, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Many of you love following my personal journey on social media of being a mom and an edupreneur. And speaking of being a mom, we are going to become a family of five very quickly. And some of you have been asking lots of questions. So I decided to just do a quick episode that is going to capture the new addition to our family as best as I possibly can. So if that is not your thing, just skip on past this episode. But for those of you who are like, oh yes, give me all the details. Keep listening. Hey friends, we are 10 days out from baby boy arriving. I've had two false alarms, so I'm shocked I've made it this far, but I am excited that we are getting closer. First false alarm, all you mamas out there know Braxton Hicks contractions exist. They sometimes feel like normal contractions, other times they don't. But this was like legit to a T how contractions had happened for me before. They just weren't ever really getting any in more intense. So after four hours of them laying in bed, I was like, okay, this is nothing. We're all going to bed. And it's funny because my husband went over to my neighbor's house and he was joking, but kind of not since our third kid. And I was like, all right, just text me if the baby comes. I'm like, who abandons their wife while she's like having these crisis contractions? But he must have known that it wasn't anything to be concerned about. And so fast forward a week, and all of a sudden I had every symptom of someone in preterm labor, meaning everything that could potentially happen. I won't go into details of every feeling in every ounce of your body to know like ding 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 baby is coming (laughs) and so i was like oh shoot my uh youngest daughter her birthday was this weekend and i was doing everything i could to make sure she had her birthday and that this baby did not come it was like worst timing ever and i'm calculating in my head okay if i go to the hospital now and i'm there two days i could still make it back in time i mean this is how dedicated i am to make sure each kid feels special and I don't rain on anyone's parade and it was just mayhem and so I put myself on bed rest talked to the nurse and she's like you know you have every symptom but nothing's really happened 
So you just need to take it easy and listen to your body. And I'm laughing at her. Like I have two kids at home. No one's taking care of them, but me, they are two and four. <laughs> like I can't just lay around in bed all day, lady. So I did my best to keep them occupied. I was a horrible mom of TV and snacks and just whatever to just pass the time until my husband could come home and I could tag him in. And luckily after a day and a half of really taking it slow, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, I walk like twice a day. I did nothing. I was not trying to be upright for any amount of time. And luckily things were fine now, I guess baby kind of moved back up in my tummy and it's just hanging out. So I guess we're going to go these full 10 days. I don't know, but I thought I'd just come in here real quick with an update, letting you know it's coming and I can't wait to check in with you soon. Hey y'all, we are five days out from baby's arrival, which is really exciting. But I don't know if you're like me. It is torture not knowing when a baby is coming you overthink everything and you make all these plans a to z if it happens now this is how many hours i have this is who i'm gonna call and this weekend was like the worst time and i swore that's when it was gonna happen because that's just when stuff happens my husband had to go out of town for a funeral my friend who's the backup person to come to our house when we leave for the hospital so that my mom could get here. She's an hour away. Anyway, that friend was out of town and then my mom had to go into work. I'm like, all these people that are part of all my plans are unavailable and I'm by myself with two kids and this is when it's going to go down. Luckily, we made it through the weekend. Everything was fine. Now it's just the normal paranoia of, is this a COVID symptom? Is this a pregnancy symptom? Is this labor symptom? And you're just gonna drive yourself crazy. So I think the best thing for me to do is everything's prepped and ready and just live my life and stop overthinking it and I'll know what I know. So five days out, that's the update. I'll check in with you guys soon. Hey y'all, checking in again, two days out. And today I feel no bueno. I'm having contractions, which should be a good thing. But my husband and I have been running around all morning like chickens with our heads cut off, trying to make sure last minute details are all set. So when we return, we don't have to go find baby stuff. And we have little sections of the house ready for changing stations and whatever else we need. And our parents are coming in to take care of the other two kids. So we want to make sure their rooms are ready and they have what they need from the grocery store and, you know, all those things that we just thought we had maybe a little more time. I sent my husband out to gas up the car, make sure the car seat is properly in there, um, do last minute errands. So I don't know, this might turn into nothing, but it's exciting potentially. So I just thought in between these horrible contractions that have me in tears, I would check in. I'm hoping I don't forget when things start escalating, but I will chat with you later. Okay, it's 2.41 on Wednesday, and these contractions haven't gone away. 
called the doctor just because we are having a scheduled C-section. I didn't know if he wanted me to labor or just come on in and get it done. So they're going to check me out. I very well could be coming back home because I don't know that I'm really like far enough along. But better be safe than sorry, especially I, what happened last time is I labored so long. And when we got there, the doctor was like, why did you do that? You knew you were having a C-section. Call us immediately. So that's why this time I'm probably going to look like an idiot and be sent back home. But I'm going to follow his advice. And if I don't have to be in pain, then let's not do that. So I'll check back in. Oh my lord, y'all. It is 4.02. The doctor squeezed me in to just see what's happening. And I'm in so much pain. Crying like a baby. Even though I've been through this twice. And the, like, I was like, are they going to send me home? And the doctor was like, not when you look like this. Because uh, they checked me and nothing's really going on. But because it's going to be surgery. She's like, you can just go on and from the last time I ate, which was noon, eight hours before they can even do surgery, unless, of course, contractions are five minutes apart, and right now they're 20 minutes, so with the third baby, I don't know, it could go fast, but we were walking in the garage to drive around to the other side of the hospital, so I'll update you whenever I have an update. It is currently 6 o'clock on Wednesday. The scheduled C-section was Friday. And the doctor sent us over for contractions, which we weren't sure at the time if it was Braxton Hicks, but it is for sure legit. I'm all checked into a room. You can probably hear a baby's heartbeat in the background. Just met with the uh, anesthesiologist, who is hilarious. He should be a comedian. Um, but we are good to go. There's a lot of forms and questions that they ask you. But everything seems to be good to go in an hour and a half. We will be meeting baby. It is 10.50. We have a little boy on our hands. He was born at 9.08. We had a little delay because of some people that came in for emergency c-sections but everything went really well i was pretty much nauseous the whole time got medicine and hormones and everything but it all went as planned and he is healthy seven pounds eight ounces we are waiting to find out the length um, nursery's coming down to measure but everything is looking great so far we're just doing some skin to skin I'll update you later. So it is almost midnight. We just got checked into our room. And I have to redo the um, how much he weighs. My husband's like, he doesn't weigh that. <laughs> I can't remember what I said, but 7 pounds, 14 ounces. And he's 20 inches long. We just spent like an hour or two in um, post-surgery or the ER recovery. And they do all the measurements and they watch him. And I can finally have ice chips. <laughs> I was, I'm still so hungry. 
but we're now in our room and I sent my husband to the car to get all our bags and the nurse is getting me some ice and some crackers and like I said it is midnight I am very tired but it looks like he has brown hair brown eyes maybe and uh, big hands <laughs> it's so random big hands but I'm so excited to have a little boy after two girls can you hear him he's talking so we're gonna try and get some rest and uh, chat later hey y'all we are in the hospital still i think it's friday <laughs> you start to lose count at about 11:20. so tonight it'll be 48 hours and they told us we could go but we're just gonna sleep over and get up and go tomorrow morning but baby boys had his little man surgery and that went well and i have to educate myself i've got two girls so i don't know what i'm doing i gotta figure out how to keep him clean and sanitary and all that good stuff and then he had his hearing test which was really cool they put all these nodes on his brain and he slept through it but it basically highlights areas in the brain to make sure he can hear and so he passed which is awesome and we had a stork come to the house it's like a little wooden tall stork announcing baby boy's arrival and so i can't wait to see his sister's reactions to that in the yard today and then when we all get home and can stand around it tomorrow it'll be really exciting and so we've just been resting and spending time just my husband me and baby before we get home to the circus and the chaos but i just wanted to pop in here and give you an update well hello I don't even know what day it is, what time it is, but we were released from the hospital heading home today. So exciting. It's going to be such a change having three kids now and a dog <laughs> that are going to be added to the mix the last few days have been nice just being my husband and I and the baby and it's going to be loud and wild and trying to keep the kids away from the baby is going to be hard. But I have this photographer friend who's going to meet us because my parents and my husband's parents couldn't come to the hospital due to COVID. Um, just no visitors. You get one and that person has to be your visitor the entire time. So obviously my husband was that person. But she's going to capture all the first looks of us coming out of the car and the grandparents seeing the baby and the kids running out to see the baby. And I think I told you all before we got a stork. So that's outside that's, you know, announcing that the baby's here so it should just be a really fun welcome home kind of thing and then i'll probably crash but i'm so thankful i've had his mom and my mom working tandem we call them the sister wives cleaning making meals doing all sorts of cool stuff um, so baby is healthy we are ready to rock and roll and i just wanted to come back in and say i'm so thankful so blessed and it was fun to have you guys on this journey hey y'all i just want to take a quick second to let you know support for this episode is brought to you by power school they know teachers go above and beyond for students but teachers need help too especially as they're asked to do more every day and that's why power school now with schoology combines sis 
LMS, and assessment technology, empowering teachers with more time for what really matters. Visit www.powerschool.com slash time for teachers to find out how teachers are using technology to unlock student success. PowerSchool, time for teachers. Well, hey there. It's been a while since I've checked in, so I just thought I would. That little boy here, nursing, and a dog on my bed, <laughs> a toddler with a highlighter running around, which is never good. But my husband's here working, air quotes, working. And my mother-in-law is here cooking and cleaning and kind of just doing all the things, thank God. But I realized one thing I hadn't talked to y'all about is COVID and pregnancy and delivery and what that all looked like. So you may be wondering, each appointment that I would show up, they had someone doing what probably everywhere you go does, checks your temperature, you gotta fill out a form of where you're going, and on the form it asks if you've been around anybody or if that person's been around anybody. And there was a appointment that I couldn't go to because we were waiting for test results for COVID. And so it was a virtual visit, which is kind of hard when you're pregnant because you want to hear the heartbeat and you want to know everything's okay. And you want them to be able to check everything. Basically it was like a Q and a <laughs> like, do you have any questions? What, how's everything going? Okay, great. Which was frustrating, but I mean, what do you expect them to do? They don't want, anyone there and you know my husband for the longest time couldn't come to any of the appointments they just really wanted to limit it and then as things were getting better in our state i'm in north carolina they said okay you can have one person and it used to be you can have one person with you at all times so the plan was my husband would come and be with me with delivery and then he could go home and shower and get a good night's rest and my mom could swap in and then she could go home and his mom could come and but they then said that that was spreading too fast, too quickly. And so you get one person and that's your person until it's time to go. So, which is fine. I completely understand that. And it was hard after delivery. Like I was fine with all the appointments and having to wear the mask and get my temperature checked and go by myself and stuff, especially because this was my third kid. So it wasn't as scary and new. But with the whole delivery situation and having to wear a mask constantly, they had to put the oxygen in my nose and then put the mask on top. So I'm already feeling like I can't breathe. And then every time someone would come in, for those of you who have kids, it's like almost every hour, someone different is coming to check something for baby or for you. And you got to put the mask back on. And it's like, hand sanitizer, like crazy. And, you know, all these crazy protocols of, what you can and cannot do and where you can go. And they really used to encourage you to get up and walk, but they don't want anyone in the hallways unless necessary. So you're like walking laps in your room. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. That's just very interesting. Very crazy. But I think everything went fine. I felt well taken care of. I didn't feel at risk. Um, I got to be with my baby the whole time and everything worked out great. So I can only say my experience as different as it was, it, it worked out great. So I'm very, very thankful. We got home and my girlfriend, the photographer was waiting for us. And so she got a lot of awesome pictures of everyone seeing baby for the first time and us arriving home for the first time. And that stork I told you guys was out in the front. So it was cute to take a picture there and just have, try and do something special since no one could come 
and meet the baby. I wanted it to feel, you know, exciting. But adjusting to life as a family of five has been hard with every kid trying to find their place. And we went through this last time when we brought another baby home. And my oldest was like, what the heck? Where do I fit in? Am I special? Don't forget about me. And she acted up a lot. Well, now, who's our middle child, which was our youngest, is doing the same thing. She wants nothing to do with the baby. She's really frustrated. She's acting out. Uh, she constantly seems tired that she needs, you know, more of a nap or rest. I just think everything with baby and all these guests coming to help out, and it's just all very exciting, and it's exhausting, and my oldest started school. It's just a lot of new change really fast. And I think it takes an emotional toll on kids and they don't know how to express it. And so we are trying our best to not like penalize or get anyone in trouble, but <clears throat> excuse me, but just try to help them navigate it and use their words to describe how they're feeling and build in a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. So <clears throat> that's just kind of the update of how things have been going. And I have an appointment my appointment to make sure everything went well with me and then baby's already been to his first appointment and got nothing but green check marks on his coloring because they worry about jaundice and on his weight gain because when you leave the hospital babies tend to lose weight after birth which is fine so he was good there and everything was just right as it should be so knock on wood again blessed but knowing that my few minutes of free time is now coming to an end <laughs> I'm going to stop here and I'll just check in later. I thought it would be funny to share some quick snafus from the hospital stay because I'm sure you can relate. So when I went into labor on Wednesday, I was having contractions. I wasn't due for my scheduled C-section until Friday. And I made a quick call to the doctor and I was like, do you want me to labor and see what happens? Or do you just want me to come in and do this? Since we know for sure it's a C-section and thank God they were like, just come in, let's check. I wasn't dilated or anything. So if it was a normal birth, they would have definitely sent me home. But because they knew this is what was going to happen. I was crying. I was in so much pain. And, um, like I said, it was like two days away, but they're like, let's just go ahead and do this. So they sent us over. Thank God we had our bags packed and my mom was already there because she was like, I have this weird feeling. I just, I'm not going to wait to come. I'm just going to come today, which thank God everything happened the way it was supposed to. So we get there and they are putting me in this observation room, which I guess is kind of like triage where they make sure you're really in labor and they line everything up to see if where you are in the queue. This poor lady had her C-section scheduled at 11 in the morning that day, that Wednesday. And it was like seven, maybe by the time I was finally in that observation room, mind you, my appointment to just get approval to go there was at 3.30. So like time is just taking forever. And this poor girl has been waiting and waiting and waiting. And what happens is if there's an emergency C-section, then the people that are scheduled get bumped because they are hashtag stable. And because she wasn't in active labor, everyone kept getting in front of her, even though she was scheduled, you know, for the morning, which could have totally happened to me on Friday morning. And even though I was 
having labor contractions, I wasn't dilating, like I said, so it wasn't a total emergency. So people kept getting in front of me. And then she finally went and I was like, hallelujah, because that means maybe I'm up. And they're like, okay, we're going to take you back. And so I'm in there and I'm like, you know, I kind of have a headache. And if any of y'all know me in real life, I just say like what's on my mind and don't really have a filter. I don't really think before I speak. And my husband literally face palmed. Like, why would you say that? Because that is the number one symptom of COVID, which then means they have to give me a test, which then means they have to quarantine me in the hospital, which then means the baby gets taken from me from the C-section into the NICU for 14 days. I guess they do formula feeding because they don't want any germs getting passed. My husband, if he's cleared, after he gets tested, can then see the baby. So basically the baby's birthed and has no parents for 24 to 48 hours until we're clear. And if some of us are positive, then we can't even see the baby for 14 days. It was like a mess. And so I now, which I know I had a headache because I had been crying because I've been having contractions. And if any of you have had kids before, you know that that just makes you have a headache. After, like I said, hours of this happening. And she goes, now think really hard are you having a headache? And I go, no, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally fine. <laughs> She's like, okay, let's just rewind. And uh, if you have any other symptoms, sore throat, you know, they, and they ask you that 75 million times, like the whole laundry list of things. And I don't mean to make light of COVID. I know it is real. I know it has hurt many family members and I'm not trying to make light of it, but I knew I did not have COVID. I just was having a physical reaction to labor. So finally, after I backtracked and put my foot in my mouth, my husband's like, don't you dare say anything else. So that was snafu one. Then the anesthesiologist comes in who needs to be on tour for comedy. He's the best person, absolute exact person I needed at that moment because I was so serious and in so much pain and just so sick and tired of waiting around. And he was just making jokes and just hilarious and so calm. You know, when someone's been doing something for so long, like they don't really have to think so they can be more present and in the moment with you and totally distracted me. And that was great. And he was so patient when I would have a contraction, he would let it go and he would stop talking. And it was just like, you are, are wonderful. There are many very smart doctors out there. And I feel like very few have good bedside manners, like just being a human and connecting and relating. So I loved him. And he goes, now, the only thing you have to do for me is you just have to sit still. And, and so we practice how you have to sit so you can get your spinal. And I've had this twice before. And I was telling him, hey, I got sick from one of the medicines that I had. Can you give me the alternate? And he goes, no, I can do that. But it's not going to be what's best for you and best for baby. So you're just going to have to throw up and it's fine. I was, and I thought he was joking because this whole time he's been so funny. So I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Now I'm going to throw up. Now I'm all focused on the throwing up situation, which is just embarrassing besides the whole C-section of your whole body's hanging out there. And I'm kind of like perplexed that he was just like, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was kind of like, well, dang, I was not expecting that answer. Uh, luckily I did not throw up, but they had everything right there ready. Just in case I did, you have to like take the shot and it's just disgusting. And I don't know, numbs your body or does something. And my physical reaction was to throw it up, not from the taste, but just, I don't know, whatever it was doing. I remember they gave it to me laying down that. Okay. So this time he said, sit up. Cause that 
could potentially be what went wrong. Anyway, so I was fine. And so my next job after taking that was to sit absolutely still. So he's like, okay, I'm, you're going to feel a little pinch. Y'all, it was straight out of Looney Tunes. Like when someone steps on like a cactus or something, I probably flew across the room. And he was like, oh, no, 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 Hurry, come back. Oh, my God, did that thing hurt so bad. Nothing like, hey, this is going to hurt. Um, and I'm going to hit you right now with it. And you can't move. I mean, it was just, it sprung me. So now I'm like failed twice. First, admitting I have a headache. And second, that this potential problem. So then we're back at the room. Everything's great with the surgery and, and everything is, is wonderful and baby boy's there. And, you know, I'm finally not pregnant, which is my first reaction when people say, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm not pregnant anymore. Like I feel free. I can eat whatever I want, drink whatever I want. I am free, uh, which is probably not what you're supposed to say as a new mom. You're supposed to probably be all about the baby, but you know, that's how I felt. Like I said, I just don't really have a filter. So they only give free meals to the, the mom, but my husband's over there starving and the cafeteria food, let's be honest, is cafeteria food. So I am not going to eat it, but my husband's hungry. So we're like ordering food and snuggling, snuggling, that's not right. Smuggling, that's the right word. Smuggling it in. And he's like wiping his mouth and trying to shove it down because they come in constantly. So you're, you're never really alone but he's starving. And so they're coming in like, Oh, how was it? And he has got food in his mouth. And I'm like, it's great. <laughs> I have no food trace on my belly or in my mouth, but on his shirt and in his mouth as all the food. And he's like trying to turn the other direction, like bright red. I'm like, okay, snafu number three, give it away that um, you're eating and you're not supposed to I feel like it was on the buffet. Um, like the buffet line where you pay for one person and the other person's like eating for free and they catch you. It's exactly how I felt. But needless to say, after those three things, it was wonderful. But I thought you guys could get a laugh. So bringing home baby was so exciting just to have them finally in the space. I found myself sitting in our rocking chairs, places I had sat for so many months prior, wondering, what is he going to look like? What is he going to act like? What is the story going to be of how he came into the world? And to sit in that same spot holding him was just like full circle moment. And to have all our family ready there at the house when we arrived, since they couldn't come to the hospital, was so wonderful. And having the photographer capture all those sweet non-posed moments was just awesome and it was a little crazy those first few nights of not sleeping and up every two hours thank goodness the hospital kind of prepares you for that because they're bugging you so often and i'm so very thankful my mom and my husband's mom were tag teaming we call them the sister wives they were cleaning they were cooking they were hanging out with the kids and at nighttime, they were taking care of them if they woke up in the night and they were doing bedtime routine. And so there really wasn't anything for us to do, but to just be all about baby. And Adam, my husband would make sure I had my medicine and all I had to do is make sure I fed the baby. So it was kind of a smooth transition. But then our parents started taking one mom would leave and the other one would stay. And so we got a little bit more responsibility and my husband's like, I don't know how you're going to do this. And I'm like, ah, oh, thanks for the vote of confidence. But 
I know life with three is going to be hard because, you know, with two, it's, and there's two of us, each one of us have to have a kid. And now we're just outnumbered and we're going to have to figure out and find our new flow. But for the most part, it has been wonderful being home and thinking back on the whole experience. There were definitely some drawbacks and some benefits. Like, for example, in the hospital, I loved how quiet it was. Oh my gosh, my house is so crazy that to be in a place where everyone's whispering and it's really dark, I was like, this is like vacation. They have the best ice. I don't know if y'all have Chick-fil-A where you live, but it's Chick-fil-A ice. Like, not really, but the same kind, which is my absolute favorite and something I crave every time I'm pregnant. And I literally asked them every time they would come in, can I have more ice? Can I have more ice? And they had really good food options too. We did the cafeteria food for a while, but it's cafeteria food. So they had Panera and Chick-fil-A and had this amazing salad place. So we pretty much ordered everything out that we could in the hospital and we're like eating like kings and queens. And But the downside of the hospital, it was just constant disruptions. Like every hour someone else was coming in for baby or for me. And so it was just really hard to rest and to be together. Um, and you couldn't have any visitors because of COVID. So it was just kind of sad and, and quiet, which was the benefit, but that's also the drawback. And that's why I was so excited to come home, have all the family together and there's tons of help. But the downside, this dang medicine, I was on a Percocet and I needed it for the pain, but it made me wonky. I could not think clearly. I was like all over the place. Every time I stood up, I just was off balance and I just had like zero emotion. It was just really weird. And my husband said, why don't you just take the ibuprofen and the rest of the the medicine and just stop the narcotic. And I'm like, I'm worried I'm going to be in pain, but I'm glad I took his uh, advice because I came to life. You know, I was able to walk around and have conversations and have emotions. And I just felt myself. And all I had to deal with was the pain of the belly and the incision and not like just all the other cloudiness. So for all of this experience, um, I just say it was wonderful. I mean, it really went as wonderful as it could from start to finish. And I'm just so grateful and I'm happy to start our new life, figure out our new flow. And if there's anything I know about myself, is I'll figure it out. It's daunting, but I am a type A person. I'll get a schedule together. I'll find our routine and I'll make our house run smoothly like I have every single time. So I have to just boost myself up and not get worried about the unknown and fear and commentary of jokes of, oh, I don't know how you're going to do this because I can and I will. It's just one day at a time. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. All right. So I hope you have enjoyed hearing all about this adventure and I'm just so glad I have the opportunity to share it with you. It was really cool. Something different I haven't done. And um, I really do appreciate all the wonderful comments that have been coming in and encouraging words uh, and blessings for our family. Right. Elite educators. That is a wrap for this bonus episode. Here comes baby. I hope you enjoyed a little glimpse into my life and I'll catch you in the next episode. Go be great. (laughs) 